0: Greetings East Wind again, and the Lord bless you and keep you in Jesus' name. I come to you in Jesus' name tonight I Give honor to Pastor Myers, Bishop Myers. Thank you for the opportunity to preach to the people. And I feel a word from the Lord, book of Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 through 9, Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 through 9, a popular text that most of you probably already know, but I'll read it to you in case you don't. The Bible said Philippians 4. Verse 6, be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your request be made known unto God. The peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just whatsoever things are pure whatsoever things are lovely whatsoever things are of good report if there be any virtue and if there be any praise think on these things those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do and the god of peace shall be with you i want to preach to you tonight from the subject an antidote for anxiety an antidote for anxiety lord jesus have your way Tonight through this through this broadcast, use me for your glory. I pray you get me in every house, every family, every situation, and preach through me, God, to them. Let no one hear me, see me, or feel me, but let them hear you, see you, and feel you tonight. In Jesus' name I pray. Somebody said amen. Uh, anytime, a lot of times, as you say in the word of God, when you see the word fear, uh, y- you can just Take it to the bank. That most of the time, that word fear means anxiety. I know that a lot of people think I don't struggle with fear. I just have anxiety, or I just have a lot of stress. And unfortunately, fear is anxiety, and anxiety is fear. And we we know that God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, love and of a sound mind, so we understand that, but, but anxiety is something that sometimes we take ownership of. Uh, that, that's just my anxiety acting up. That's just my stress that I deal with. That's just the stuff I worry about. That's just the stuff I panic about. It's the plan of Satan for you to constantly worry and to constantly be afraid and constantly see the negative in the situation or the possible outcome that could be bad. It is the, It is the will of the enemy. Jesus said, take no thought for the morrow. He said, if, if the lilies aren't worried about how they spin, if the birds aren't worried about where they're getting their food, then you shouldn't worry about how you're going to eat or how you're going to be clothed. The son of man is going to take care of that. And I know that we, we know those verses, but yet sometimes we forget get that when we're dealing with anxiety. The reason why I'm saying all this is because the Bible says in in uh, Philippians 4, "Be careful for nothing." In the Greek, that is, "Be anxious for nothing, or for anyone." In other words, it's he's saying, "Don't have anxiety about anything or about anybody." Now, it's very difficult. It's easier said than done because we all have times where we tend to worry when we're in the flesh. Uh, rather than being in the spirit. But but Paul is saying, it's not the will of God that you have anxiety about anything. And here's how you defeat anxiety. I'm gonna give you a formula, uh, how to defeat anxiety, and then we're gonna go into the word and go deep and see a lot of great things tonight in Jesus' name. So first of all, he said, But in everything by prayer, prayer is conversing with God, you talking to God and God talking to you. So what does that mean? You cannot defeat anxiety silently. That's what he's saying. You cannot defeat anxiety thinking your way into victory. He said, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer. So as soon as the anxiety starts hitting You need to start talking to God. Uh, I wish I could preach that to you all night long. When, As soon as the enemy or the fear or the worry starts coming, that's the signal you need to start speaking to God. That's what he said. But in everything by prayer. Don't think you're foolish if you pray about everything. If you say, Lord, do I go left? Or do I go right? Do I respond to this text? Do I ignore it? Just, that's that's not crazy. That is being led by the Spirit. And God and Paul said, do everything by prayer and then supplication. And this is where it gets fun. Supplication is deesis in the Greek, which is needs. And I've preached several messages about the voice of your supplication because David talked. Talked about that in Psalms a lot about the voice of the need and so a lot of times I think I have viewed supplication as you talking to God about the need and asking God for the answer but according to this there's another there's, a, there's another time to let your request be known so supplication is not so much asking God for the answer as much as it is informing God of the need I hope I'm making sense right now. So what he's saying is start by talking to God and then start talking to God about the problem. He's not saying ask God for the direction, ask God for help, ask God for the money, ask God for the peace, ask God for the breakthrough. He's saying talk to me and then talk to me about it. Tell me the severity of it. I know he knows everything, but he wants to hear from you the problem in your uh in your view of it, how you see it. And so your supplication is you informing God what he already knows, but yet you're letting him know. It's kind of like the disciples in the storm. He he would have passed them by had they not cried out. He saw the need, but he wanted them to give their need a voice. And so they started crying out, hey, we're in trouble, we're in danger. And so that's what he's saying here, but everything by prayer and supplication. Now, my human mind thinks, Pastor Myers, that after supplication, it's time to request because you've prayed, you talked to God. Now you're talking to God about the subject that, you, that you're worried about. So now it's time to ask him, what are you going to do about it? Are you going to come through? What's the open door? What's the answer? What's the solution? What do I do? But yet that's not what Paul said. Paul said, do everything by prayer and supplication, ready for this, with thanksgiving. In other words, it's not Prayer and supplication and thanksgiving. It's prayer and supplication with thanksgiving because Paul knew that supplication does not normally lead you into thanksgiving. It leads you into requesting. So Paul said you're gonna have to add an ingredient to the formula that doesn't make sense. Boy, I feel my help coming. It doesn't make sense at all why you would start thanking me when you're in the middle of a crisis. Because the crisis says start requesting help. But Paul said, when you want to request help, instead, thank me for who I am and for what I've done. Is there anyone that can understand what I'm saying right now? If you will thank him instead of beg him, you will ask him later from a position of faith instead of a position of fear you see thanksgiving interrupts the pity party it interrupts the woe is me where are you god and says wait a second he is good he is so good to me yes i've got this need but wow you're amazing so when you start to think like that then you go request the need and when you request the help now you're speaking from a position understanding how great he is instead of how big your problem is why does he do this i'll show you why if you stay in supplication and then go to requesting you ask God from the position of the need. You ask God from the position of the situation. You look at the need and that's how you pray. The circumstance determines the spirit of the prayer. But when you tap into thanksgiving, you ignore the circumstance and you're focused on him. And when you're focused on him, you speak with more faith because now you realize he's greater than what I was just whining about. And so when I go to ask, I'm not asking from the, oh God, do you care? Oh God, where are you? But I think, wow, you are able to do exceeding, abundantly, abundantly Above all that I can ask or even think so it doesn't make sense in the formula to thank you but remember his ways are above my ways and his thoughts are above your thoughts and so this doesn't make any sense but I'm going to trust the process of getting the anxiety out somebody ought to start doing this in Jesus name you ought to let the devil know I'm going to talk to God I'm going to talk to God about it I'm going to thank God for it and then I'm going to ask God to Come into it. That's a formula right there. Before I even get to the message tonight, that's a formula that can help you. Talk to God in prayer. Talk to God about it. Supplication. Thank God for it. Thanksgiving. Request God's entrance into it. The prayer, the the uh, the petition. In other words, when you start. This process of praying in this channel, you will tap into a dimension where you see things differently than where you had previously saw them. And the word said, and the peace of God, as soon as you tap into this type of thinking, when you pray, the peace of of God. In other words, immediately, whether you get the outcome that you want or not, the peace of God enters into the situation. Is there anyone that needs peace tonight? Well, let me tell you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that there's a plan for you to get peace. Pray and then supplicate. Thank him and then request and the peace of God. God, which passeth all understanding. You know what that means? It's, it's nonsense peace. It's unexplainable. It doesn't make sense. The bills are due and there's no money in the account, but there's peace in your home. Uh, the situation's going crazy. The doctors don't know what's going on in your body, but there's peace in your spirit. Uh, the marriage could be could go one way, could go another way, but there's a peace when you pray. It's unexplainable. It doesn't look right. You know the kid's lost, but there's a word in your spirit spirit. It says the kid's going to come back to God. It's unexplainable, but it's undeniable. It's called the peace of God and passes all understanding. Now I want you to see this because there's a reason why the word understanding is there. See, the difference between peace and faith, for instance. Faith doesn't need understanding. Faith is the the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So, faith doesn't understand. Faith is blind. Faith just steps out of a boat and says, I believe God's going to let me walk on this water." That's faith. But peace usually comes through understanding. If you get enough information about something, it can bring peace where you were troubled. If you get enough uh, understanding about the situation, it can bring you a sense of peace. And Jesus knew that. And and Paul knew that, and so he said, There's a peace that can come to you that's beyond understanding. What you normally need to give you peace is nowhere near what's coming to you. In other words, the information that you normally need to calm you down, there's a peace of God that may not even give you that information but will take over the atmosphere that you live in and consume the atmosphere so that you don't even care to get the information or not. I don't need to know what's going to happen. I don't. I don't need to know how it's going to happen I don't even know need to know if it's going to happen I just know that there's a peace in the room Mm. That's going to take away everything I'm worried about in Jesus. You know, had the disciples prayed this when they were in the boat with Jesus in the storm? Remember that when they said, Master, we perish. And they're, they're talking to him and they're telling him about the storm. They're, they're doing part of the formula. But they stopped right there and said, help us, help us. And instead of thanking him, they went straight to request him. You know what he did? He, re- he stopped the storm, but he said, oh, you have little faith, he rebuked them. What would have happened if they would have said, master, master, it's, it's bad, we're sinking, but you're able because you are bigger than the storm you made heaven and earth, and you can stop this storm because you're God almighty, would you please stop this storm? I don't think they would have got rebuked. In fact, I, would think, I think he would have said this is great faith. Because it's the process to getting the peace of God, He had to rebuke them because they went outside the process to get the peace of God. Somebody needs to follow the process of peace and understand how it works in the Spirit and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep. Uh, that word, that, those two words right there, are very powerful. I wrote it down here. The peace of God shall keep, and th- th- that hasn't. This is what it means in the Greek. It means to guard, to protect by a military guard, to prevent hostile invasion. So, in other words, when peace, when the peace of God shows up in your situation, it has an assignment. It, the assignment of the peace of God is to guard. It's to like, well, like a military guard builds a hedge around you, but there are two places the peace of God is assigned to. I want you to write this down. The peace of God is to keep your heart and your mind. Now, when I read that, I obviously thought of the heart and I thought of the brain, but I was right on one, I was wrong on the other. Heart in the Greek is cardio, and obviously it's the center of the being. It's the, it's the organ that pumps the blood, but it's also the core of your being is where it's in the Greek. But, but, but minds, which I thought would be like the brain, is not that. In fact, the word mind is H-Y-M-O-N in the Greek, and it literally means you and yours. In other words, the peace of God, when it's assigned to you, it's assigned to guard the center of your being and it's assigned to guard you and yours. Anything attached to you, anything under your roof, anything attached to your family, anything attached to your prayer life, the peace of God can get assigned to That's why when you have peace, it will take over in your finances, it will take over in your family, your marriage, your kids, your job, your health, and you won't even worry about all this stuff because it's the peace of God and it's assigned to keep yours. Someone needs to receive that word in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. He's here to protect more than just my head, more than just my thought life. He's here to protect my family. In other words, it's more than just what's going on in here. It's my reality. It's the reality of the situation that he is, that the peace of God has been sent to cover and to guard. But isn't it funny how Paul knew how, he knew how the human, the human worked. And, and he said, now I already know. And so he said, "What?" And he starts naming all these virtues. Whatsoever things are true and honest and just and lovely and pure and good report And he names all these, these wonderful things. And he said, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Because the people that deal with anxiety tend to be, tend to be thinkers and to always try to figure out what can go wrong and create the most negative outcome of any situation. And Paul said, I know how you think, and so I just gave you a formula to get temporary peace. But here's how you get permanent peace. If you can think of anything to praise him about, if you can go back to that Thanksgiving, you think of anything good to think about, do it. Think about Anything that gives him praise. Why? The next verse is so revelatory. And the God of peace shall be with you. Hmm. Before, you ready for this, East Wind? Before, it was the peace of God. But now, it's the God of peace. There's a difference in the peace of God and the God of peace. You see, the peace of God is something that it's a product. It shows up when you pray the formula, when you pray, when you supplicate, when you thank him, and then when you request, the peace of God comes in there. It's a a product of the source, but the God of peace is the source of the product. And so the difference in the assignment is this, the peace of God guards you, but the God of peace guides you and the God of peace shall be with you. In other words, when you just pray to get temporary peace, it will sure enough come if you do it that way and it will come in a moment. But if you can transform your thinking Paul said, Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You know what that word renewing is in the Greek? I'm trying to write this in the book that I'm writing. It's literally renovation. Renovation, the renovation of your mind is what causes the transformation. What does that mean? Well, usually when someone renovates a home or renovates a building, the first phase of renovation is called demolition. They have to tear down walls and obstacles that are in the way of the vision that they see. Oh, I feel like preaching to you. In other words, there has to be something torn down so that their vision can manifest. That's what the first step of renovation, is. it's bringing down, you say, strongholds. That's why Paul said to, to bring down, pulling down the strongholds and casting down every wicked thought, the imaginations, the, the things that are evil in your spirit. These are the thought-like things, and he said these are the things that are strongholds. You have to renovate or renew your mind, and so if you start to renew your mind, and I'm going to differently. If I have to write it down, think this, you will think about peace, you will think about goodness, you'll think about virtue, you'll think about things that are honest, and, and you'll think about praising God. He said, you won't have the peace of God, you'll have the God of peace. That There are people that I know that have suffered so much. It doesn't make sense when you meet them. You would never know that they've been to hell and back. You would never know that they've suffered so many things because they are not living a life uh, of that looks like what they've been through, but rather the God of peace is with them. If you met my Met my mother, you would never think that she lost her mom at 19 years old and lost her brother when he was 26, and lost her sister when she was 34, and lost her dad when he was 55. My mom's mom was 47 when she died. My mom was 19. So, between the age of 19 and 29, my mom lost her mom, dad, brother, sister. You would never think that a 10 year span someone could go through and they all died sudden deaths, terrible deaths. They all died shockingly and suddenly. But if you met my mother, you would never think that she went through that because there's a joy about her I'll tell you what it is it's the God of peace that can guide you despite what you go through is there anyone that needs to hear that right now I said the God of peace will guide you despite what you go through that's why some of you you don't understand how you're even here you don't even know why you raise your hand how you can read you've been through so much people would give you a pass that you should be bitter you should be upset you should be mad you've gone through so much but yet you here you are and you're raising your hands right now as I'm preaching and your tears are rolling down your eyes and you've suffered like no one's suffering. But you know what you're feeling right now? You're feeling the God of peace in your home. There's an atmosphere where the God of peace guides it and controls it. The peace of God guards it, but the God of peace guides it. And I want to have both right now in the name of the Lord Jesus. I want to have the God of peace. A friend of mine that I mentor in Kansas City, doesn't make any sense. He's he's a young guy on fire. And when you meet him, you think, man, this dude's been in church all his life. He's just a servant of servants. He's a worshiper. He's He goes to the altar and soaks the altar every time in tears. His name's Darrell. Darrell Green, you look at Darrell and think, man, this guy has always been in church. He's so hungry for God. But what you don't know is he had, he's been through hell and back. No one in his family goes to church except him. And he's living for God with everything. He's got all alone giving it all to God. Everyone has been away. Everyone's suffering and gone through terrible things in his family, but he's standing there holding on. It doesn't make any sense. You wouldn't even know it unless you, you asked him to tell him his, his story. And the only reason why you would even know that is because he'd have to let you into those details. And I tell you something right now, it's called the God of peace. That's called the God of peace surrounding. When you don't look like what you've been through, there's been a God of peace somewhere near you. I said, there's a God of peace somewhere near you. There are people that have had to bury children and you wouldn't even understand people People have had to deal with cancers in their body and lose things and suffer things and go through marriages and divorces and people that have lost all kind of money and lost all kind of, of homes and notoriety in their future and everything was destroyed with no explanation. But yet they're there, these twin, they come to your church and they worship God. They suffer along beside you while everything's in your life they're over here crying and weeping and worshiping God because they know something about the God of peace I want to talk to somebody in the Holy Ghost in Jesus name this morning it's time that the God of peace or tonight excuse me the God of peace would come into your home and give you that atmosphere that only he can give you Somebody pray with me right now. Lift up your hands wherever you are in your house. Get your family near because angels are going to come into your home tonight in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ by the authority of the word of God and by the power of the name of Jesus. Let there be atmospheres and homes right now across that church where angels can come in where the peace of God can take over situations and crises and where the God of peace can guide these families continually out. You know who's suffering. You know who's going through what you know who's hurting. And I speak by faith in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Christ tonight, that peace is coming and the antidote for anxiety is in the atmosphere, and also God, the God of peace is in the atmosphere and I speak it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ right now, I speak faith, I speak strength, I speak answers in Jesus' name, but if you don't give the answers, give the peace, somebody get a Shadrach spirit, if he doesn't answer me, I'm still going to trust him, somebody get a Job mentality, he, he may not come through, but he's still worthy he's still worthy of all the praise I can give him, I may not get what i want, but I'm going to give him everything that I have because he is the God of peace.